Welcome to What's Cooking, Folks, a radiofolk.dk program about the international roots, folk, and trad music scene. Hakona, that means hello, my friends, in the American Indian language, Assiniboine and Nakota, where I'm from. My name's Jamie Fox from the Fort Belknap Indian Reservation, USA, and I play the Métis, Native American-style fiddling. I'm excited to be here today to share the history and music of what is cooking in the Native American fiddle world of USA and Canada. So you're probably wondering or asking yourself, what is the Métis culture and fiddling? Just like all cultures around the world, we have a music that defines who we are, but we're just a mixed people. And Métis is a French word that means mixed, and that's mixed of Native American tribes and of people of European descents during the fur trade era. So when their cultures collided, our music collided and our fiddling. So you're going to hear tunes that I'm going to be playing throughout the show of all through Canada and United States in different regions, and you could hear the drum beats of the Native American music, the Irish, the Scottish, the Scandinavian influences. With that in your mind, let's take a listen to the first tune from a live concert in Portland, Oregon, and I'm playing the tune called Gilbert's Duck Dance. This is a traditional Métis one that's used for set dancing. And when you listen to the tune, you're going to hear a very distinct feature of what the Métis Native American fiddling is. It's a lot of... uh, Crookedness, and when I mean crookedness, I mean it's not very, it's not square at all. When you use it for dancing or step dancing, it's not really a big deal. And you're, it's a real fast rhythm, so this is a real, they step dance at the same time as they do the changes in the set dancing. The tune you just heard was Gilbert's Duck Dance. This is one of my favorite ones to play 
and show people what the Native American fiddling is about because it's so intricate in the weird patterns that you don't hear normally in European folk music. You could, It's very um, almost droney. And when you get that, you hear the backbeat of the drum. So that's what I'm trying to do in the bowing. And the rest of the tunes I'm going to be playing for you, the other artists around, you'll hear their different bowing techniques. And that's where it comes from, where they're from, is their, their drum beat. It's all different. So the rest of this program is going to be native fiddle artists from every region of the U.S., the northern United States and Canada. We're going to be going from Alaska to Saskatchewan to Montana to all the way to Cape Breton. And you're going to hear the different stylistics of the Native American fiddling. So the next tune is going to be Zachariel by an amazing fiddler named Kelvin Volrath. just heard Zachariel played by Kelvin Volrath. You could hear in his foot patterns, you hear the foot tapping just like the Quebecois or French Canadian. And Native Americans did that as well. They didn't always have a drum or they didn't always have backup guitars pretty new in the tradition. So a lot of these tunes were played in in logging camps or they're at powwows or they're they're out in the country. 
and so they had to keep their own time if you only had one fiddler. So this is a tune that they probably used for step dancing and parties and stuff. The next artist I'm going to play for you is Trimble Gilbert, who's a Alaskan native from the Athabascan tribe. And they have a fiddling tradition up there. And they actually play a lot of common tunes, but with a twist. And you're going to hear one tune called Eagle Island Blues that was written up there in Athabascan. And we're letting Mr. Trimble Gilbert himself speak a little bit on the tune and history. Uh, I live in a north of uh, Yukon Rivers in people down on the Yukon River, down river from us, we spoke different language. Uh, but Yukon flat as we spoke the same language. And uh, this, this music made by the, uh, one of the down river people and uh, he was trapping out in the woods before the Christmas and he was kind of homesick. So he, he made this song for his girlfriend, I think. I'll, I'll play this one for you. We call it Eagle Island Blue. He said he was trapping on an Eagle Island. Island is an Eagle Island. So they call it Eagle Island Blues. So, he's, so I'll play that. Thank you. 
you just heard Trimble Gilbert playing Eagle Island Blues. And he's up in Athabascan country, which is way up in the Arctic Circle, Alaska. So it really doesn't get played a lot around the world. Trimble has been, he's been a part of many folk festivals and world music festivals. And that's pretty much the only time that you're going to hear this Native American fiddling, unless you go to the reservations or go to a house party or or like where I grew up. I, I started playing fiddle in a little trailer house on the reservation by my mentor, fiddle mentor named Fatty Moran. A lot of people think that this Native American is... We still live in teepees, and we're by the campfire, and we're playing these tunes. But it's not really that romantic. It's a part of life. We just like to have a good time with music, like any other people in the world. But we mix it in with our own, uh, what you think natives do, like dancing at powwows. We do that in some, where I'm from, we have powwows. But on the other side of the wall, we're going to have a fiddle dance. So people go back and forth. Uh, just a lot of, a lot of laughing, a lot of dancing, and it's not serious. A lot of these tunes, though, you're going to hear are minor key, kind of minor, sad, but they're not really sad. You're going to hear this next tune I'm going to be playing. It's Road to Batash by a fiddler named Jimmy LaRock from North Dakota. And you're going to hear it's kind of, you know, it has that eeriness. But this is a, a battle song going to Batash. Where Batash is, that's in Saskatchewan, up in Canada, and there was a big battle between the Canadian government and the mixed people, the Métis. Have that in mind when you listen to it. So it's kind of a a war march, as you could say. So here's "Road to Batash" by Jimmy Larock. <laughs> Thank you. 
You just got done listening to Road to Batash by Jimmy LaRock. I met Jimmy LaRock probably about five years after I started playing fiddle. I started when I was about nine years old in Montana. And the Native American fiddling tradition where I'm from is dying out. We had, on my little reservation, uh, we had maybe five fiddlers at the time. And my brother and I started playing because we'd see them everywhere. We'd see them at the, see them playing at the local bar, little dances we have, and it was just a, a shock, and we loved it, and it was fun, and so they took us under their wing, and we started playing. We'd go to their houses, and on the weekends and evenings, and my parents took us all over, and we got lucky because we had uh, the Montana Arts Program. We had a folklorist named Nicholas Vroman, a really good friend of the family's and inspiration. He's probably the foremost Métis Native American folklorist there is today. And he he spotted us out and asked us if we could start playing some gigs and made us feel welcome into the community where people wanted to hear this music. Because the only places that we've heard it was on a reservation, nowhere else. The tune you just heard was Road to Batash by Jimmy LaRock. So now that you heard kind of like that war beat, uh, really dark tune, that kind of defines who the Métis people are. Like I said, that was a, a march going into, into a battle with the Canadian government versus the Métis people. And why would there need to be a battle on the Métis people against the Canadian government? I mean, there's still a battle today when you think about it, and it all has to do with race. So... Being a Métis person and being mixed blood, a lot of people don't want to be mixed blood. They didn't want to be back then. They don't want to be now. I think it's starting to change, though, with the arts and the music. Growing up, uh, or actually my mom growing up, she's half. She's half French and half uh, Grovant and Assiniboine. And she told me a lot of times that it was very hard growing up of, is she a white person or is she is she a American Indian person? And she didn't start feeling welcome. She didn't start feeling comfortable with who she was after we started playing this fiddle music. And as a little kid, I didn't really, I didn't really relate to. There's a difference. I just thought it was part of growing up being little Indian child, you just, this is just part of my culture. But actually, when I started playing more, I could see the difference of like, oh, you play all this half-breed music. I mean, that's a kind of a bad term to use. Where I'm from, no one wants to be half-breed either. You're either white or you consider yourself a full-blood. So there's always a battle between being proud of being this Métis. So that's what kind of defines this, the tune Road to Batash.
That set of tunes you just heard was played by Lawrence Teddy Boy Hool of Manitoba, Canada. He's a really big influence on the Native American fiddling traditions, and he's he set his life goal to help people and help the tradition stay alive. And he's worked with many folklorists around the states and Canada to keep this music tradition going. So from Road to Batash to this medley, you could see that it's a change in, in your tone. I mean, we're just talking about battle and almost sadness of who we are, of what people were ashamed of. But this brings it out that, you know, we're not we're not stuck in that. We play a lot of happy things and we like to have parties and dances and with that tune, with that set of medleys, you could that really brings it out. Now we're gonna play for you Devil's Waltz and Devil's Breakdown. I believe this one's played up in Manitoba, Canada. Uh, really some nice title of Devil's Waltz and Devil's Breakdown. I think a lot of fiddling traditions have this uh, correspondence with the devil, saying it's the devil's instrument. But uh, they're a really good set of tunes, and this is also a traditional Métis tuning, which is the A-E-A-C-sharp.
So we were talking about this Native American fiddling tradition dying out, but that's not the case anymore. Uh, when I started, I I think it was just the turn of it coming back alive. Uh, where I'm from, you know, I said there's only five fiddlers and they were dying left and right, and me and my brother, and also my cousin Charles and my dad played guitar. We started bringing it out, and there's actually about two other fiddlers on my reservation named Chug Morin and Keith Holly. They're keeping the tradition alive. So if that's just in my little neck of the woods in Montana, you travel up to Canada, you're going to hear everybody knows who the Métis are. They're a recognized people up in Canada, whereas in the United States, we're not a recognized people. And we're not recognized even in our own reservation. So that recognition is really doing a lot for the mixed people up in Canada. And their culture is blooming with many young fiddle players and great artists representing this fiddling culture. And you're going to see... The next tune I'm going to play for you, a Métis tribute that's played by the band Jantacorum. And they're a great Québécois band that travel all over the world. And it's it feels good to have someone of their size and the music scene playing this kind of music. So here's Jantacorum.
listening to What's Cooking, Folks, a radio folk.dk program about the international roots, folk, and trad music scene. I'm Jamie Fox, and I'm playing Native American fiddling for you. You just got done listening to a Métis tune by Jean de Corum, a really good example of the Métis-style fiddling. The next tune you're going to hear is called Red River Jig, played by John Arkand of Saskatchewan. The Red River Jig is... It's not really a jig, it's a reel. It's a crooked reel, and it's known as the Métis National Anthem. It's kind of our our pride, and and it's not just a tune we play, it's also a dance we do, and we have a lot of, a lot of fun with it of step dancing contests and contests with the fiddler versus the jiggers, step dancers that are dance off with each other. It's a huge part of our culture. So it's a crooked reel that you're going to hear that uh, everywhere you go, it's different. Every reservation or everywhere in Canada or the States, everyone's going to have their own version. It's kind of a thing to identify who you are, what native you are, where you come from. And also the step dancing. I grew up uh, step dancing to this tune. I'll couple of ladies would show me how to do it and in the first part of the tune you're going to hear the a part and all you do is you do a basic step to it just a basic little shuffle and then on the b part you have numerous changes that you could do growing up it was my brother would play this reel and I would step dance and would have our own competition of who would play out first either if I played out dancing or I would outstep him and he would just get he would stop because he's too tired. That's one competition. Or the other competition is just you have two dancers that do a face-off and who could do the most steps without repeating any steps and you're the winner. It's a, No matter where you go, there's always competitions and it's fun. So here's the Red River Jig by John Arcan. <laughs> Thank you. 
You just heard the Red River Jig, the Métis National Anthem, a traditional one. Now we're going to go into a fiddler by the name Sierra Noble. She's going to be playing a, a reel called Lucky Trapper's Reel. So all this music is not played by old timers and people dying out. A lot of young people are getting involved and going places. And I'm really impressed with this one girl named Sierra Noble. I see her all over in Canada and the world, and she's a good representative of Métis artists. And she does a lot of pop and guitar singing and stuff, but she always goes back to her roots of playing Matisse music. And I really enjoy that, and it's a good... Uh, it's a good feeling to see someone who's my age, too, that's going places and is proud of this music. So here's Sierra Noble, Lucky Trapper's Reel. just got done listening to Lucky Trapper's Reel by Sierra Noble. This tune you're going to hear usually in the west coast of the states and in Canada around Saskatchewan, Alberta, and Montana, and North Dakota. Now let's we're going to travel over a little east in Canada close to Nova Scotia. In Nova Scotia and Cape Breton you have a distinct fiddling style. 
So you're going to hear that in this next set of tunes. Um, they're going to be playing a Strathspey and a real medley. It's kind of funny because you'd never imagine uh, Indian playing a Strathspey. But here it is by Lee Cremo Trio.
you just heard Lee Quimo Trio playing a stress B in a real medley. This next piece is going to be played by John Arcan too. John Arcan is the foremost Métis fiddler we have. He's a he grew up in the old Indian and mixed blood ways, and he plays a lot of great tunes and writes a lot of uh, interesting tunes with the Métis feel. So he's going to be the player here. And the tune he's playing is called Louis Riel Real. Now, who is Louis Riel? Louis Riel is the leader of the Métis people, or he was. He was the fighter and our representative during the wars of um, the Canadian government and the Métis people. And he really really fought hard to get indigenous rights. And not just for the Métis people, for a lot of Indian people. And he uh, he had this statement that really hits home. As he stated, My people, the Métis people, my people will sleep for 200 years, but it's the artists who are going to awake them. And that's true. A lot of people don't identify being mixed blood or Métis without a fiddle or step dancing. And to be a Indian person and hear that and and be proud of uh, playing this music and dancing, it really hits home. So this tune was composed by a, another Métis fiddler named Andy Desjarlis. So here is Louis Riel Riel. <laughs>
You just listened to a tune about Louis Riel, the former Métis leader and legendary activist of the Métis people. You've been listening to RadioFolk.dk program, What's Cooking Folks, about Native American fiddling tradition. And this last set we're going to play for you is uh, performed by a trio that I'm very proud to be a part of. It's called Three Fiddles, Three Traditions with the great Danish fiddler Christian Bugge, the legendary fiddler Ruthie Dornfeld of America, and myself. My name is Jamie Fox, talking to you about Native American fiddling traditions and hope that you have enjoyed the show. Goodbye, farewell, and as we say in Indian country, hokahe.
are listening to Radio Folk on RadioFolk.dk. My name is Jamie Fox, and I'm a fiddler from Montana, USA. Don't forget to tell your friends that you can listen to Roots and Folk Music 24 hours a day on www.radiofolk.dk. Okay. 